Welcome back to the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. The lines are open, so call now, 303-477-2473. That's 303-477-2473. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And we are back, the Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, here on Legends 810, taking your phone calls at 303-477-2473. I should also note, and speaking of, we're, we're talking about spinach off the air here, because our, our board op is gonna, wants to plant spinach. Yeah, so he's going to yeah. do that. Uh, maybe you want to know that on this date in 1937, uh, spinach growers in Crystal City, Texas, erected a statue to, guess, Popeye. Popeye. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's still there. That's uh, something I would go visit. That, that, it would be, yeah, exactly. Especially if it was a big statue. And right, <laughs> and right after I go visit the largest ball of, of rubber bands in the world. There you go. <laughs> well, let's get out to the phones. We've got David waiting to talk to us out in Denver. Good morning, David. Hi, how are you guys this morning? Excellent. Thanks for calling the Wise Guys. What can we do for you? So I have garlic coming up in my garden. I'm wondering, is there anything else that we could plant now? I noticed you guys were talking about carrots earlier. Yes. Um, so we could plant carrots, and they 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 kind of like this weather in the spring. I think most people typically will tell you to wait a little bit for carrots, but certainly okay. you can put lettuce in. You can put uh, spinach in. Okay. You can put radishes okay. in. Temporary crops. Mm-hmm. Temporary okay. cool season crops because yeah. your your um, your garlic is going to be ready to dig up in oh probably early August maybe or late July June. right right June or well no I, I'm sorry yeah. July yeah and so you don't <coughs> want you don't want it interplanted with a bunch of stuff that still hasn't been harvested because you'll have to dig it okay. up oh yeah yeah so I because I've had it last three years so I'm pretty good with that. Um, and then last week, you guys were talking about some fertilizer for vegetables. Sure. Um, for like the tomatoes, I think, specifically, but you said it'd be good for any of your vegetables. It's a secret. What, what was that? <laughs> it was a secret. <laughs> you have to join the club and pay, and pay your dues before we give out that information. I was just so, saying that, that most vegetable garden fertilizers don't contain... Uh, a couple of minor nutrients. One of them is calcium. One of them is manganese. Or is it magnesium? Magne- it's one of the M magnesiums, ones. Magnesiums, yeah. Magnesium. Um, okay. So I re- typically recommend if you're going to get a vegetable garden fertilizer, and you can, you get, you can get a vegetable garden fertilizer <coughs> that's good for all of your vegetables, all right? Okay. Um, but I, I watch for, uh, on the label, that it's for tomatoes as well. And then you can look on the ingredients of the fertilizer and make sure that it does contain calcium and the M1. Magnesium. <laughs> okay. Mag- I think it's magnesium. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Those, those, that, that was just my recommendation. But just, you know, there's a lot of vegetable garden fertilizers out there. Each brand is slightly different just so they can differentiate themselves from their competition. Right. If you're right. concerned about the plants getting the right stuff, basically, you know, Jim just said, Put a piece of masking tape over the analysis on the bag when you take it out there to fertilize, and the plants oh, won't right, tell the right. difference. <laughs> they won't know. They won't know. And then the beetle gone, um, then you, I heard you say earlier, it comes in a powder form, I, or one of the commercials did, um, and then you mix it and spray it on. 
Yeah, there's yeah. there's two different products. One's called Beetle Gone, and that's for the adult beetles that are flying around in right. June yeah. and July. And then there's yeah. Grub Gone, which is the same product but in a granular form that you put down on your lawn to kill the right. grubs that are, you know, wintering over from last year. They'll be they'll be coming up and and hatching out into adult beetles uh, this right. spring or late spring, I guess, early summer. So that's a product that you'd want to put down sometime in April and May. Uh, it's got about a two-month effective treatment time. So if you put it down in April, it'll get you know go April through May, and then by that time, the, you should have wiped out most of the grubs in your lawn, and that's that's mostly where they're coming from. Um, yeah, and, so and then the then the beetle gone is used for. Uh, the adults and that and that's a right. it's a it's a bacterial byproduct so it's basically a natural product that interferes with their digestive system and it's very very specific to a certain group of scarab beetles which is what the Japanese beetles are so it won't hurt okay. ladybird beetles it won't hurt other beneficials butterflies birds that sort of thing so I'm in the Denver Urban Gardens and that's why I need the beetle gone we're we're at actually at a school, and we can't do the whole school yard, you know. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of beetles coming in there and just destroying our garden. So we're going to try. I'm going to get them to try some of the beetle gone this year. Well, tell them it's it's organic. Cause, yeah. yeah, they'll probably make a fuss over that. Yeah, right. It's but, organic, and uh, and it'll just it, like you just talked about, just hurts them beetles. So. It does. It just affects those those beetles and other scarab type beetles, which would be like June bugs or rose chafers, uh, things that are damaging, not beneficials. Right. I I just remembered on the south side of my house, I had some split peas growing mm. wild. Like, oh, yeah. Last year, usually I clean them all out, but um, so I was thinking about cleaning, clearing that all out, and they should just come right back because of the seeds in the ground. Um, would that be, um, and I'll try and harvest some of them this year. So, are those you're talking sweet peas? I think that's what they are. Yeah, they have the, a pretty what, pink flower. Um, yeah, I, I really haven't looked at the flowers. Uh, I don't go out there in that side of the yard very much. And do they do um, they climb at all? Yeah, yeah, it climbs up <clears> the fence. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to eat those. Okay, them aren't good to eat. No. Okay. No, the perennial sweet pea is just an ornamental only. Okay, so it just looks good. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. You you okay. think so. Right. <laughs> I, I appreciate all, all you guys' help. I love listening to you on the radio. Well, thanks for calling, David. We appreciate it. Okay. Have a great day. You too. When we first moved in our house 30 years ago, we had a, a well, still do have a fence in, the, in our backyard, and we had perennial peas coming out <clears throat> and I, I know perennial peas <laughs> they travel they do mostly travel. by seed but um and i didn't want that so we ended up pulling them all out and digging them up and finally got rid of them it takes a while doesn't it it does and we also had lyceum uh what's the common name of that wolf wolfberry yes wolfberry, yes yeah. we had that coming up in our yard and it had gone under the it had gone under the alley, completely under the alley, and came up on our side of it. And I know that one, too. <clears throat> we spent years getting rid of that. Mm. Finally, I got to beat it back to my neighbor's yard, and he can handle it. <laughs> but the constant 
constant vigilance and making sure it doesn't take over because it, boy, it just goes everywhere. Well, I agree. Uh, cleaning out my perennial bed just the other day, well, yesterday, <coughs> as a matter of fact, I found bluegrass. Oh, yeah. Coming up. And I had bluegrass in that area years ago, eight years ago to be exact, when I tore it all out and redid the whole front with no lawn at all. And still, it keeps wanting to come up here and there. Mm-hmm. And you have to be vigilant because it will spread like crazy. And once it gets into things like iris and, and so forth, it's hard to eliminate. It really is. It, and I suppose I don't have to eliminate it, but I don't want it taking over. I don't want a lawn there. Yeah. Well, see now you're <laughs> now you're 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 taking away some of the the bees' food. Bees don't work on <coughs> grass. They oh. don't. Pr- grass doesn't produce anything bees want. Okay. Then get rid of it. Yeah. 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 I will favor the iris that the bees do that like. Bees do like. That's right. All right. All right. We've got Sharon waiting to talk to us. Out in Aurora, IA. Uh, I'm not, well, I have, probably have to wait till Sean's off. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, we're ready go. to go. Sharon, are you Hi. there? Good yes. morning. I'm here. Good yeah. morning, guys. How are you? Um, oh, I'm just dandy. I'm baking some biscuits, so I, I'm glad you got me on here. Um, pink ex- echinacea. Mm-hmm. I think he said he didn't like it. Uh, I've got a bunch in my side yard where it's really warm and sunny and I'm telling you the bees all kinds of bees and butterflies including a couple of monarchs uh-huh. have vi- are visiting them in the summer I, it's just amazing and then this was really fun in the winter we, we don't cut them down so the seeds are on them mm-hmm. and we have had flocks of goldfinches mm-hmm. they love that stuff don't yep. they eating the centers mm-hmm. so if you think you don't like them and you like wildlife it's beautiful <laughs> well i do have some uh-huh. i do have probably five varieties of echinacea in the yard uh-huh. i just find in in my conditions and the way i grow they don't like me very much why they're just they they seem to be weak Growers, but I'm really looking forward to this new one I put in this, um, the the plant select one, the Tennesseeensis. Um, I'm looking forward to that because it has more of a wildflower look to it. It's not short and squat and very, you know, refined like some of the newer varieties are that I've planted. Uh-huh. Uh, this is much more open and airy and graceful, and and hopefully it has that sort of vigor that comes with a wildflower uh, plant that hasn't <coughs> been tampered with too much. Right, that's that's what I'm looking at uh, in my, and they're tall. Yes, they're yes, it's a tall one. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I planted a red one one year, all excited. It wasn't very tall. It didn't, it was gone the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know how fun it is to watch the, the critters on my pink echinacea, and I've got quite a bit. So. Well, excellent. And I'm glad you have that. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your call, Sharon. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Another one I can recommend is another species, Echinacea paradoxa. Oh, that's a pretty one, that's too. That's a yellow one. It's the only yellow one in the whole group of eight or nine species of Echinacea. All the rest of them are uh, 
lavender, reddish, maroon color. Mm-hmm. But without that paradoxa providing yellow and then breeding that in with the other purples, and that's where you start getting the pinks and oranges. And the reds. And the reds, yep. But I, I've got the species growing, and it's in a spot where apparently it, oh, I pile snow there, so there's lots of moisture there. And it's been there for 10 years, and I haven't watered it. That's great. So it's I should try thing. that. Yeah. I it, should try Paradox. It's, it's, a, it's a tall one, and it has long, long, strappy leaves. So be prepared. Okay. <laughs> well, I just find that the ones that are, especially the hybrids uh, that are out there, um, so often you hear that echinacea is a, a, a low water plant. Yeah. I find that not to be anywhere close <laughs> to being accurate. No, not in, the, not in our climate. Mm-mm. And Maybe soils. in Virginia <laughs> or Tennessee. So there you are. Let's see, where are we at now? We've got Phil waiting to talk to us out in Morrison about a plant. Good morning, Phil. Good morning. What's going uh, on? Unlike your pre- well, unlike your previous callers, I'm not real fond of uh, creatures in the garden, especially the dang deer, which wreak havoc everywhere. Yeah. But other than that, um, you mentioned a plan, I think, a couple weeks ago, and I think it goes by several names, uh, Fire Lily, uh, Hot Poker, Red Hot Firecracker, or something like that. Yeah. Fairly, t- um, and I think... Your mention of it was that you can no longer find the tall ones in Colorado. That was and, a kufia. Uh, th- okay. Yeah, Jim um, was talking about it. He was talking about a particular kufia that gets hmm. big. I was going with millionaire. The, I think is what it was. Vermillionaire. Vermillionaire. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, can you order it online? Well, it- I don't know. I don't know if you can order. Plants, probably. Well, I did see it at Nick's last year because I almost bought oh, one. Vermilion, we're talking about Vermilion. Yes, yeah. you can get that in garden centers. It's very popular now. Um, what you can't get is the original species, which is even taller. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, my neighbors have some of the tall ones. They've had it for, oh, 20 years, and I really like the tall ones. They, I got some of the shorter ones, and eh, they're okay, but... You know, they don't, they're not as dramatic as the really tall ones that go about three, four feet tall. I think we're talking about a different we, plant. Yeah, we may be. Because the, the ones that we, the vermilionaire and so forth, those are annuals. They die every year. Um, oh, okay. I'm thinking so you might be talking part? about torch uh, red hot yeah. poker. Nepophia. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, that is a perennial. <clears throat> yeah. Can you still get that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, plants i got last time all it didn't get more than a foot high and yeah. i'm really looking for something more dramatic yeah you really do need to check the labels and see what the <clears throat> what they recommend for the height on that one and um you're right this seems to be there's a movement well there's a movement overall anyway everywhere for shorter plants smaller plants yeah because people have smaller yards than they used to have but there are lots of varieties of red hot poker and lots of color choices okay. in yes. red hot poker uh, so just check the label and, and see what they're saying is the, the height of the particular variety you're looking at. Okay, but they're still available, the taller ones in Colorado. Absolutely. Yeah, I would think so, sure. Okay, well, you guys have a great day. 
Well, thanks for calling, Phil. You too. Okay, I'll keep the deer out of my yard. Good uh, good pl- luck with yeah, that. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh-huh. You bet. I think there was a plant select. There it is, Regal Torch Lily, Nepophia Collescence, it's called, Regal Torch Lily. And it's listed as getting to 40 to 30 inches. Wait a minute, sorry. 40 by 30 inches. 40 inches tall. Whew. That's so, Phil, uh, if you're still listening, look for Regal, R-E-G-A-L, Torch Lily. And that is a plant select variety, so you know it's going to be very hardy here because some varieties are yeah. not reliable here. That's right. And uh, that's going to be a tall one like you're looking for. And it gro- grows well it? in clay, loam, or sandy soil. So, and it goes to uh, zone 4B, which is uh, half a zone colder than what, than what we are here. So that, that should take you down to 25 below zero. And according to this book, it says that it is deer resistant. Deer usually don't like them. That's what the, that little hoof print is right there. Oh, I didn't read the little icons. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, yes. And uh, the water is anywhere from regular watering to um, less watering. I don't to know. dry. To, to dry. Provide extra water only when dry. Yeah, well, there duh. you go. <laughs> and it grows in full sun to half sun. Now, I've seen where a lot of these nepophias grow natively in South Africa. Oh, yeah, lots of pictures. Some of them grow in water, in streams, along the sides of streams, in very wet, damp, shallow soils. So uh, just be careful, not thinking that the red-hot poker is one of these dry land plants that you never have to water again because they just won't perform well. Those that grow in those situations probably aren't going to make it to the market. Oh, they did. They, did they? Have they? Yeah, the, those are the species that started the whole popularity of Nepophias. And they're, they're, they're higher elevation varieties that are, or species that are more cold tolerant. That they grow along mountain streams and wet And they areas. probably don't need the mountain streams. I would they? imagine not. It depend, I can't remember which species they were, but there were three species from South Africa that basically formed the framework of the hybrids that we know today. Mm, okay. And Colessens was one of them. And Colessens likes moisture. So. Even though it's listed as, what, partially dry or, what, dry or whatever their uh, definition. Well, was. it just says <laughs> add water when dry. Oh, okay. Add water but when dry. It also says water regularly through the season. Yeah. So. There you have but it. But uh, there are no. I, I shouldn't make the statement that there are no desert types of Nepophias. I can't think of there, any. There may be. We're, I'm not an expert in all the plants in the, all over the world. Because <clears throat> we keep seeing pictures on uh, on Facebook of people who are traveling all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of them are surprising um, where they grow. Now, they usually don't provide all the information that you would need to, to determine whether or not they're hardy. And it, it's irrelevant anyway because you're never going to see them in the <laughs> garden center. <laughs> so I guess it's the point is is made there. But, uh, boy, I'd love to try lots of those. Um, wouldn't you, though? <coughs> Jeez. And, and looking at where they're growing in their native habitat in situ. Uh, so in situ, yeah. Yes. Um, <coughs> it looks like barren wasteland for a lot yeah. of them. And you think, well, that's perfect for Colorado. I want to grow a Wellwitzia. I bet you do. I really do. 
talk about barren wasteland. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> How do they ever get started from seed? That's a very good question. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure anybody does. I mean, this these are plants that live for hundreds of years. And they grow two leaves. Now, these leaves can life. be many feet long. They can be. And they're, and they're like shoe leather. Yeah. <laughs> they're really tough. Yeah. Tough leaves. Out in the desert yeah. of I, all places. And you look around and you see, and there's nothing else growing. Nothing. Areas where they don't get any moisture for any appreciable rainfall for years for years <laughs> and here's this plant it's ugly as sin it is which means i like it yes <laughs> time to take a break but while we're doing that please give us a call 303-477-2473 with your garden question and we'll talk about it right here on legends 810 whoa stop right there now that you've got the hole dug what's next Add Mike, of course, that's M-Y-K-E, to ensure your plants will get off to a great start. Mike is a revolutionary and proven product that helps plants thrive here in Colorado soils. The secret is a concentrated form of the beneficial fungi mycorrhiza that are found growing naturally with the roots of plants. Mike's beneficial fungi team up with the plant's roots to increase their surface area, boosting the plant's ability to find and absorb water and nutrients to produce stronger, more vigorous and productive growth. It's all organic and easy to use. Simply apply Mike directly to the roots as you transplant your new plants and jump back. Well, it's not quite that dramatic, but the results will amaze you. There's a mic for all your garden plants, including one for flowers, vegetables, and trees and shrubs. And now you can experience the amazing effects of mycorrhiza in your potting soil. Pro-mix potting soils are perfect for your summer pots and planters, as well as hanging baskets, raised beds, and even houseplants. Make this the year you harness the power of mycorrhizal technology in your landscape with Mike Growth Enhancers and Pro-Mix Potting Soils, available at your favorite local garden retailer. As always, tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Did you fight a yard full of pesky weeds last year? Fertilome has a solution for that. Fertilome for All Seasons is one of the longest-lasting weed and grass preventers on the market. It will prevent crabgrass and other weed seeds from germinating for up to six months, so apply it early and let it do the work. It also has a unique blend of slow-release fertilizer that contains important micronutrients, including iron, that will green up your yard all summer long. Use the product the professionals use, Fertilome for All Seasons. Look for Fertilome for All Seasons at these and other independent garden centers. Jared's Nursery in Littleton, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, and the Flower Bin in Longmont. As always, be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Spring is in the air at Nick's Garden Center. Come see for yourself one of Colorado's largest and finest family-owned garden centers. We have 10 acres with an unbelievable selection of top-quality plants and the finest garden accessories. Get a head start on the season with seeds, seed starting supplies, onion and potato sets, hardy pansies, herbs, spring bulbs, houseplants, soils, and fertilizers. Come see many unusual plants as well as trusted favorites. All the newest varieties of trees, shrubs, evergreens, roses, and perennials are arriving weekly. Our bulk and landscape yard is stocked with compost, mulches, and decorative rock with delivery available. Our friendly and helpful expert staff is ready to assist. Nick's Garden Center. 
celebrating 35 years of color, quality, and service. Located two blocks north of Iliff on Chambers Road. Also, visit us at nixgardencenter.com. And we're back. Taking your phone calls on Legends 810 KLVZ AM or 95.3 FM. Just in case you couldn't find us someplace. And if you couldn't find us someplace, I guess you didn't hear this. <laughs> you can also, we do podcasts of the show. Uh, we break the show into two one-hour podcasts on Podbean. Yeah. <clears throat> Podbean.com. And every week I post the show. <coughs> Usually on a Tuesday, I'll post the previous show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that way, if you missed it, you can listen there. Yes. And if you can't find it that way, go to our Facebook site, and there's a posting for each one of our shows there. And with, lead with a link. Yes. will lead you to the show. Mm-hmm. And in case you didn't get any of that, this whole show today is going to be repeated tomorrow between 7 and 9 o'clock. Nope. No, six sorry. To eight. 6 to 8. God, where am I today? 6 to 8 p.m. on this very same station. And on the FM station. And on the FM station. 95.3. Yes. All right. We did that commercial. (laughs) Let's go out to the phones. Nancy's waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Keith. What's going on? Well, I have the most gorgeous orchid I've had for several years. It's got 25 flowers on it. Yay! It's a deep magenta purple gorgeous. (gasps) Big, shiny green leaves. They're dying one by one. Oh, no. And I just counted the flowers. There's 25 of them on it. Is it a phalaenopsis? Yes. Okay. Big, shiny leaves. Yeah. But now they're not shiny anymore. And one by one, I'm losing the leaves. I I see two more are going. You've got root problems. That's what I thought. I got out my potting mix yesterday. I'm going to try and transplant it with all these flowers if I can handle it. What yeah, you you'll notice uh, when you take it out of the pot and mm-hmm. shake off everything, just yeah. bare root it completely and yeah. remove all the the dark brown, squishy, soggy yeah. roots. Right. What? Then look and see what's left that's alive. Okay. And if there's a if, if there's a decent amount of live roots, just go ahead and repot it. Oftentimes you can do it right back into the same pot. Well, I brought a bigger pot up. It's at least an inch bigger. It may not need to be bigger. I mean, okay. you do have to be okay. careful not to overpot orchids. Well, I know you say that's true. I've had orchids for 30 years. Yeah. But Good. I don't have them in Colorado anymore since I moved from Illinois. And I had so many there. I don't have many here now. Well, give it a good soak before you repot it so that the roots are flexible. And then okay. if, you can, if you can fairly easily fit it back into the, the, the pot it was in... Okay. Uh, I would do that uh, with okay. the fresh mix. If not, um, then about an inch bigger is good. Once you've removed all the bad roots, and if there aren't very many good roots, you may want to cut the flower spike off. Oh, there's three of them. Oh, that's going to be tough. There's two huge ones, and there's one that's hung on from last year. Mm-hmm. And I cut the top of it off that was brown, but there's about a foot of it that's still green. It's got two flowers on now that just yeah. from last year. How, when I, was the last time you repotted it? About two years ago. Okay, yeah, I, I would say about every two years, definitely. That's what you say, yeah. 
So, well, yeah. I can't handle I'm more or less handicapped, but my daughter's coming up tomorrow, and maybe she can help me, and we can do it. It's an easy process. Uh, well, it's, I, it's just I, intimidating. I, I repotted dozens of orchids I would think years. I would think so, since you've had them for 35 years. You're, you yes. sound experienced. You know what you're doing. I have. I just, I just so upset. These beautiful leaves are going one by one. Yeah, I that's figured it needed repotting, but it hasn't been all that long. It's yeah. probably been two years. I don't write those things down. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get all that done, you may want to revisit in your mind mm-hmm. why this happened. Well, I would love to know why it happened. It's beautiful. The flowers are gorgeous. They last, oh, at least four months every year. It's well, I, the reason it happens is that the, is the potting mix breaks down. And there's not enough oxygen in there because orchids need a lot of air movement through oh, the soil okay. mix. So I should have done it sooner. So I would write a date on the label. Is there a label? Or can you put a label in oh, there with gosh, a date on it? I can put one in. There's nothing in there now. I've had the plant for several years. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put a date on there and put a T in front of that, which, in- which indicates transplanted on this date. Right. And then you'll always have it. Well, yeah, if the foliage is... Has lost its <coughs> gloss and they're feeling kind of leathery rather than. They're, they're limp. Yeah, yeah they're that's limp. that's a root problem. You oh. may not have enough roots left on that plant to support all of it, and that's oh. why it's losing foliage to try to rebalance the plant. Oh, well, I hate to cut those big spikes off. Oh, so gorgeous. I understand. Well, I'll try not to have to. We'll see what happens. Okay. I just wanted your opinion. I figured that's why I found my potting soil, and I'm going to, you know, if I get some help tomorrow with my daughter, we'll do it. Uh, and I'll soak the potting soil, what, overnight? Yes. Uh-huh. I'll yeah. I'll do that tonight cause she's coming tomorrow. Um, okay. Well, that's what I thought was wrong with it, but I had to check with the expert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you gave us a call today, Nancy. Good luck yeah. with that. Thanks, Keith. Uh-huh. Have a good day. Bye you bye. too. Bye-bye. I just wanted to make a point here, Jim. Um, I was downstairs transplanting some seedlings a couple days ago, my peppers and some Nicotiana and a few other things, and I pulled out some potting soil from a, from a fairly new bag of potting soil mm-hmm. that has been open for a couple of weeks, and I'm not real good about crimping the bag shut. Oh, I understand. So it had had a <coughs> chance to dry out a bit. And, and potting soils are usually fairly dry when you get them anyway because, you know, nobody wants to ship water. That's right. The, the weight is a problem. So they'll add what are called wetting agents to the soil to make it absorb water quickly. Well, even those dissipate over time. So I just want to tell everybody when you're pulling soil out of an, a, a, an opened bag of potting soil, put it in a bucket, add some water to it, get in there with your fingers and really work that water into the soil and uh, uh, to, to pre-wet it. Because the last thing you want to do is go to all the trouble of transplanting a bunch of things into soil that's too dry, and then you try to water it, it just beads up on the top and rolls off. And even if you set it in a, a saucer of water to absorb from the bottom, <coughs> by the time that happens, the plant that you put in there is struggling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It may take days for that water to come up from the bottom. If at all. Because <laughs> there's a lot of peat moss in most yep. so- soils. And, <clears throat> and peat moss, once it gets too dry, it is hydrophobic. It just does not want to absorb moisture at all. 
So I, and the way you can tell you have enough moisture in there is if you can grab some potting soil and make a snowball out of it and then poke it with your finger and it should fall right apart. It should just crumble on you. Um, you shouldn't be able to squeeze water out of it. No, no. But if you can't make a snowball, it's still too dry. So it takes, a, it takes a little practice. You'll find out real quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get it too wet, just add some more of the dry potting soil, and that'll, yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's my, that's my soapbox it, for the it's day. Like, it's like baking. You add a little bit of flour because, you know, your, your dough is too wet. Too wet, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to get in there with your fingers. Yes. Uh, I've tried doing it with just a scoop and mixing it with a scoop. And that doesn't do it. It doesn't, no. it doesn't mix the soil well enough. You've got to get in there and work it. What if you had one of these things to advertise on TV? Wardles. A waterhooda? <laughs> the lady who advertises these sticks for cooking and, and baking. And they're, they're, they're spatulas is what they are. Uh-huh. But she has two or three different shapes and sizes that she uses. And I think she calls it wardles. Okay. I'd like a little miniature electric cement mixer to yeah. throw it in and just have that th- just turning and adding yeah. water until it gets to the right consistency. That would be nice, but I don't have this space for that. And I have hands. <laughs> and hands work. <laughs> hands work. Uh, all right. Speaking of working hands, we've got Luann from Tagawa on the line right now. Good morning, Tagawa. Uh, good morning, Luann. <laughs> I am Tagawa. Yes. You are Tagawa, the ambassador, show, ambassadoress. Show us your hands. I'm a cog. <laughs> I'm a cog in a wonderful thing that is Tagawa Gardens. How are you gentlemen this morning? Well, it's about the same as the day. It's a wonderful, sunshiny yeah. day. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's a beautiful I, day to go to a garden have, center. We have earned this. <laughs> yes, so, we have earned you know. it. I'll tell you. It, has it been windy down there over the past week? Oh, not as bad as we've had in past years when my barbecue blew over, but oh, it's been quite windy here. We've had barbecue blowover winds in our place and, and yeah, lots of other yeah. things blown over and back in, into the neighbor's yards. And we get the stuff from our adjoining neighbor's yard. So it's just kind of a circle of life. <laughs> it's, <laughs> kind of. it's a circle of debris. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it rotates. It rotates. I'm waiting for well, a, trampoline. <laughs> a trampoline. A <Yes>. trampoline. <laughs> yeah. So you can, ba- you, but your neighbor needs to have one, right? So That's right. Go, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Go over into the next yard. What's going on at Tagawa's? Oh, so much, so much. I hope the remaining of your show is enough to talk about it, but I promise I won't yammer that long. Um, and Keith, this news is almost especially of interest to you. Remember when you got elbowed and bruised at the uh, Streptococcus and African violet plant sale a few weeks back? I noticed they're having another one. Is it today? They are. It's a pop-up. Um, meaning we, have, we haven't done a lot of promotion on it because these things sell out so fast. It's local hobbyists from the Streptocarpus Council and the African Violet Society, and their their uh, sale, what was it, three weeks ago um, at Tagawa's was so uh, popular. Um, <laughs> to say the we, least. We floated, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> despite bruises on yourself. Um, so we, we floated the idea of, would you like to come back? And they said, well, sure, we've got more plants. So 10 to 12 today, 10 o'clock to noon today, um, Streptocarpus and African Violets will be on sale, grown by the hobbyists of these two groups. The setup is right in front of, right near the cash register, so you can't miss it. Noon today, I mean, 10 today until noon. Um, If you missed out last time, comma, Keith, comma, you can try again today. I love that idea of having pop-ups. You hear about them everywhere else, but I've never heard it for plants 
anywhere. That's a great idea. I think yeah. it's a great idea. It, it, yeah. it, I mean, I'm already interested, and I have no room well, for, for strips of carpets, but I want one. <laughs> You'll be there in spirit. I understand, I understand that. You know, in this market these days, you just have to be flexible. Well, right. Yeah, I'd like. I think you should do more of those. Yeah. That's how you learn we, that new I'll things let, work. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of new things that that work, I'm proud to say that uh, internationally renowned Rosarian uh, Paul Zimmerman will be visiting Tagawa's on April the 10th. That's a Sunday, Sunday afternoon from one to three thirty. Um, and he is known um, in rose circles and many times outside rose circles. Um, is a great speaker, lots of humor, and his whole focus on his visit to Tagawa's is how to integrate roses into your garden. You don't have to have this special set-aside, you know, sacrosanct area of your garden to have a rose garden. That's fine if that's what you want. But he sees roses as nothing more than a flowering shrub. There you go. Mm-hmm. So he really likes, he loves the idea of integrating. You know, you have to look at, you know, water needs, sun needs, all that. But it's a great way to approach something that a lot of people think is just too difficult and challenging and roses are divas and, you know, I, I don't have the skill, I don't have the time. And he's there to burst that bubble. You need so, to mingle uh, them. You, and yeah, yeah, integrate them. To so make them more are. social. That's right. And a lot of and the new varieties that are out there are so durable, you don't need to even have a green thumb. You, you really know, don't. The, really, follow some basic rules. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not plant them and leave them. But uh, speaking along those lines, I just posted a blog this past Thursday, I believe, um, talking to Richard, our Rose supervisor, um, and a college-level trained botanist. So he's a, he's a great guy. He's so approachable and so much fun. And I asked him to give me some roses that he thought were especially suitable for Colorado. Um, and he gave me nine. Uh, I think seven of them are shrub roses so that you don't have to worry a whole lot about you know, extensive trellising and things. Um, and they're great. I think Richard said he was bringing in somewhere in a little over 300 varieties of roses. Jeepers, creepers. Um, There's got to so be a rose for everybody. There just is. There's, and I think between Richard and Paul Zimmerman and all that, and you know, Tagawas has a rose in our logo because that's what we used to do. We are a rose grower. We have a lot of uh, sentimental, you know. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure I knew that. Huh. I thought you might have been carnation yeah. growers. We were carnations and then also roses, okay. and then we opened up a little retail shop, and here we are now. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> many, wow. Many, uh, many years later. Hey, do so you know— Zimmerman, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to ask you about the rose varieties. Do you know if the David Austin series of roses is still available? He will be bringing in David Austin roses. I don't know how many. Okay. Um it just but seems like in the past few years they've been harder and harder to find. And I think that's probably a very good assessment. I don't know if that's COVID-related, quite possibly. I think but, David's um, tired. Discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but there are so many others who love I mean, you look at a David Austin Rose and you know it's yes, a David Austin Rose. Absolutely. There's no mistake. There's yeah, no it, mistake. Yeah, they're so fabulous. A lot, of our, a lot of our roses are already on the benches. They don't go up for sale, not on sale yet, but for sale until that Sunday, April the 10th. Um, we just don't want people taking them home and, you know, giving them care that they can't quite, you know, deal with before it's time to plant them out. So we'd yeah. love to see people. It is limited seating, $15 a ticket, but you will get a certificate for a discount on the roses. Um, so we'd love to see people, you know, come and take advantage of this amazing mind that this, this gentleman has. We're uh, bringing him in in uh, partnership with the Denver Rose Society. So I think it's a great way to spend part of a Sunday afternoon. 
whether you love roses, whether you'd like to love roses, but they scare you, whatever, <laughs> whatever category you fall in. Um, and then do please check out my blog that uh, is on the Tagawa Gardens website at tagawagardens.com. And before I leave, I do have to say that uh, we are still accepting applications gladly for um, some summer uh, full-time, part-time work for the spring and summer season. And you can uh, download an application online, drop that application off at the front desk, and we will give you a shout um, if it sounds like it's at all a good fit for an in-person interview. So I would say there's a whole lot going on at Tagawa Gardens. What do you think? It is so much fun to work in a garden center in the yeah. spring and summer. It, it is. is just it a is. blast, especially <clears throat> when you're my age and you want to work part-time at something that's fun and you don't have to manage people yeah. and you don't have any real responsibilities <laughs> other than selling stuff to people who love plants. Who already yeah. who are already sold. Yeah. Yeah, who are there for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we, I mean, we wouldn't obviously be in business if we didn't sell a whole lot of stuff, which we're happy to do. But sometimes you just need a break from life. And you come in and you look at those flowers and maybe you get inspired. Maybe you just needed a happy place mm-hmm. for a while. So, you know, please feel free. Things are, I don't work out of the garden center usually. I work out of my home and then coordinate with them um, and, you know, drop in two or three times a week. And stuff, this time of year, things change every time I go in. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, you bet. You know. Absolutely. Part of the, the thrill of, of, thrill of the chase of, of this thing we call gardening. So, Paul Zimmerman, sign up online. Get your ticket there. Um, hope to see you then uh, on that Sunday afternoon. Check out our website for job applications and that pop-up sale today at uh, from 10 o'clock to noon or so while the supplies of plants last. So, which won't be long. You know, there's n- <laughs> which, <laughs> and you have the bruises to prove it. <laughs> now, give us your address. Uh, 7711 South Parker Road. That's one mile south of Arapahoe Road. All the info, except the humor of this previous <laughs> conversation, should there have been some, um, is at TagawaGardens.com. Would love to see you there, folks. You guys You're have the- a great day. And uh, get your pads on, Keith, and head out to that. You are the <laughs> best, Luann. Thank you for calling. You bet. Thank you, my friend. Have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. I think everybody should go visit a garden center. I don't know about you, Keith, but my heart rate rises when I walk in that door. Oh, yeah. In I, a good way. I, I don't know what I'm going to find. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find plants. I know that part, but which ones? And it can be different next week. Exactly. And the week after that. That's right. So if you have a weak heart, I, I wouldn't recommend going to a garden center. <laughs> but if you want to raise your heart rate a little bit, why go to a garden center. Especially if you geek out like Jim and I do. That's right. And when you go in the door, take a deep breath. It's different than it is outside. Mm-hmm. And you won't have all the gas fumes and other crap we have to breathe on a daily basis. And everybody has a smile on their face yeah. because yeah. they want to be there. And they're getting plants for yeah. their yard. And That's it's right. just so pleasant. It is. So, go there. Do it. Now. And speaking of which, today is my first day back at Nick's. Yes, I understand you're going to be working part-time at Nick's for Saturday and Sunday for the most Just part. Just Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. And like I said, at my age, it's nice to get out and interact with people yeah. and talk plants because I can never talk enough plants. Yeah. And not have any responsibilities. I just walk <laughs> in. I do my job. I take care of the plants. I sell Plants to people, help people find plants, yeah. that sort of thing. It's so much fun. And then I go home, and I don't think about it until the next day. Yeah. It's just a wonderful deal. Yeah, unlike other jobs. You take it home with you whether you want to or not. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't have to manage anybody. No. It's just it's so pleasant. And then you make some mad money to 
Buy more plants. Buy more plants. <laughs> <laughs> he actually doesn't come home with any money in his pocket. Uh, he comes home with plants <clears> in his pocket. I should, yes. Yes. Hey, today's sunrise was 6.54. Were you up for that? Yeah, I guess we were all up for that. 7.18 is when it's going to get on tonight, so there's plenty of time in between those two things to do gardening outside. That's right. I mean, lot. it's going to get up to 79 degrees here one of these days coming up. I'm wearing shorts today. Yeah, he, he is. It's March, Keith. I, I know. Uh, record high temperature for today, 84 degrees, which... That's what I just said. It doesn't seem unreasonable at all. Mm-hmm. Record low, minus four. Oh, my God. That's a difference of 88 degrees if I did my math right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Statewide snow levels. We're down to 97% average over everything everywhere. Our South Platte area, right where we are sitting today, 99% of average. And the highest in the state is not that much higher, 109% in the Gunnison Basin. Well, at least it's up there. Yeah. Now, right now up there for us is no calls. So you have a very good chance of getting in right away. 303-477-2473. And we've got to take a break. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back with your phone calls. We hope you gave us a call right here on Legends 810. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Mother Nature is trying to keep us on our toes these days, but that doesn't mean you can't get your yard and garden ready for spring. And of course, it's time to start certain seeds inside. You will find a wide selection of tomato and pepper seeds at Jared's. Jared's winter clearance sale is in progress with a wide range of products from holiday to everyday items at great savings. More and more spring product arrives every day. Fun items for Easter baskets, fresh house plants every week, and soon there will be pansies and other early spring plants. A couple of dates to keep on your calendar. Saturday and Sunday, April 9th and 10th, the Spring Open House. And Saturday, April 16th, the annual Easter Egg Hunt. So whether it be gifts or tools, fountains or statuary, flowers, trees, shrubs, or just some gardening advice, you know you can get it at Jared's. Now accepting applications for full and part-time spring and summer help. Stop in and pick up an application or go on the website jaredsgarden.com. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden Center is a family-owned business serving you for over 42 years at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. Smart Pots, the original award-winning fabric planner, perfected design through 30 years of professional real-life use in the field. Perfect for just about any use, from home or balcony to professional growing operations. Join thousands of gardeners getting professional-grade results, no experience required. So easy to use, simply unfold, fill with soil, then plant. 
plants grow better in smart pots because the airflow through the porous container walls provides extra aeration to the root zone, resulting in prolific fibrous root structures. More roots allow your plants to absorb and take in more moisture and nutrients, creating stronger, more robust plant growth and amazing yields. Smart Pot containers are reusable and last for years, manufactured right here in the USA with the highest quality standards. The patented fabric is durable enough to last multiple seasons, yet porous enough to release excess water. No more overwatering. Smart Pot fabric containers are available in multiple sizes and shapes. The round pots come in all sizes and a variety of colors, perfect for flowers and vegetables of any size. The Smart Pot raised bed planters come in round or rectangular in a variety of sizes, giving you the flexibility to plant a garden almost anywhere. Find your favorite Smart Pot product at your favorite garden center, nursery, or grow store. To find your closest retailer, go to smartpots.com and use the store locator. While you're there, check out all the other Smart Pot products, informative videos, soil volume calculator, and online store. Smart Pots, the first choice of professional hobby gardeners. Did you know that many of the landscape plants that have traditionally been sold in Colorado are plants that grow better in other regions of the country? Areas that get more moisture, have richer soil, and don't get our intense sunlight and weather? If you've ever looked at your garden and thought, wow, this plant needs a lot of water, or geez, I really have to baby this plant to keep it alive and looking good, it could be because those plants just aren't suited for our tough Colorado conditions. That's where Plant Select comes in. Plant Select is a nonprofit plant introduction program that finds, tests, and brings to market smart plants that are well suited for the high plains and the Rocky Mountain regions. They want you to have more beauty for a lot less water and work. One of the coolest things about Plant Select is they aren't a company. They're a nonprofit collaboration between Colorado State University, Denver Botanic Gardens, and the Western Green Industry. They have researchers, innovators, retailers, and growers working together to introduce the best plants to thrive in our extreme growing conditions and your garden. So, the next time you visit your favorite garden center, ask to see the Plant Select plants, or look for the Plant Select logo and tag. Whether it's a new tree, some shrubs, flower vines, or perennial flowers, Plant Select has you covered. Man's pointing at me. That means we're back on the air. Jim Borland and Keith Funk. We are the Garden Wise Guys on the Garden Wise Show here on Legends 810. What we don't have here are callers. What's up with that? Which it's a beautiful l- garden. A little, uh, little unusual because we're at the end of the show, and that's usually when our lines are jammed. And now we don't have any. Jam-packed and jelly-tight. Yes. <clears throat> so we're going to sit here in silence until we... <laughs> Get a call. 303-477-2473. And by the way, when Keith and I get together, there is no silence. No. <laughs> We're always talking about something that went on in the garden someplace. Speaking of what's going on in the yard and garden, this is the time of year that if you like to grow dahlias, this is the time of year to go out and get some dahlia tubers and pot them up in a nice sunny window and get them started. For planting outdoors in May. Yes, and you don't need a giant pot. No, six-inch pot is usually plenty big. Yeah. Maybe an eight-inch, but normally the ones you get in packages, they'll easily fit into a six-inch pot. Yeah. Now, if you're carrying them over from year to year, they do get bigger. Oh, yeah, they do. They do, but you don't need a giant pot, which you would need if you want to grow them in them them all summer long. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can do the same thing with cannas. Yes. This is a good time of year to get some cannas and get them started indoors so that they... Because they... 
they're a little pokey and they like warm soil, yeah. so it's best not to plant them directly in the ground in the spring because the soils have a tendency to be a little chilly. For and them. you might want to get one of the one of the one of the giant um, elephant ear. Mm-hmm. Those are uh, fun. What are, it must be tubers? Are they? I guess they're. I guess they're tuber. tubers. Yes. Yeah. But the one I'm thinking of, the vagina, it, it looks like a soccer ball. <laughs> the giant junk of root. Yeah. It is. What else? Uh, begonias, uh, tuberous begonias. This is yes, the time of year to start yeah. those. Caladiums, uh, ca- calla lilies, all of those sorts of things. Yeah. Getting them started early <coughs> and ready to go. I know that uh, I've got some cannas that, well, Jim, that, that banana leaf one you gave me is probably four feet tall at this yeah. point. It'll be cut back next week. I'm cutting it back so that it stays shorter. You, you know, if you let them get too big, and then you try to acclimate them to outdoor conditions. At least I found with cannas, they don't acclimate real well if they're very big. Yeah. So um, I like to keep them down in that one to two feet tall by the time I'm ready to put them outside. And kind of force new shoes to come up from the base. Yeah, because they'll yeah. branch out and you'll, you, know, you cut one back and you get three come up. Yeah. So that's always, that just means more flowers. And I think I should have uh, banana cannas. Banana leaf cannas in the garden center. I think so too. They really should. I mean, they they, should. The, 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 boy, you take a one gallon canna and it's going to fill up a, a 20 gallon tub easily by the end of the summer. <laughs> they grow fast and <laughs> big. Now, right, we've got some <coughs> callers. Irene? Yeah. Good morning. Welcome I'm to back. the Gardenwise Show. Hi, I'm back again. What's up? In the event that I choose not to divide that hibiscus mm-hmm. i was thinking about a hydrangea now this would have to go on the south side of the house and i would not want anything over four foot okay um you know, there are a number of different ones out there there's a new one out that i'm going to find this year called quick fire fab f-a-b and that's a nice little dwarf. It'll stay under four feet tall and bloom its full head off. There's one called Bobo that likes this full sun and is a shorty. But you want the paniculata-type hydrangeas, the sunny type, not the shady ones. But I thought the paniculatas got real tall. They can. There are varieties that do get real tall, but there are also varieties like the two I mentioned that are dwarf. Oh, okay. And what color are these? Uh, the quickfire fab starts out white. Well, they both start out white, and then as the flowers age, they pick up um, those pink, dark pink, almost to purple shades. Okay, and they would not bloom for a couple years, would they? Probably will. They yeah. probably will bloom the first year. <coughs> you may find them in bloom in the container. Yeah, they're, they're they very precocious. On, they bloom on this year's growth? Yes, they bloom yes. on new growth. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that answers my question. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's get right out to Joe and see if we can answer his question before the top of the hour. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, guys. So I, I heard you begging for callers, so I figured I'd dial it up real quick. Oh, thank you for the charity. Oh, <laughs> oh you're welcome. <laughs> so a, a while back, um, and you'll swear that you didn't tell me this, but I'll, I'll swear that you did and you were right. Uh, you, you told me that my amaryllis bulbs, the babies, would bloom as soon as they got five leaves on them. And my baby amaryllis bulbs got five leaves on them, and they all bloomed. And the uh, 
plant is beautiful, but it's severely pot bound. Yeah, I, well, I neither one of us remember saying that to you, but we'll take credit for it. I know. Well, well you you were totally right, even though you didn't say it. And so I'm wondering how how much larger a pot I should move those into. At least an I don't inch. Want to split them up. At least an inch bigger, and if it's a really big plant, you might want to go to two inches bigger in diameter. Okay. Well, it's got it's got three blooming bulbs in the pot and two more that are coming on, but they don't have five leaves yet. Well, I would go to at least an eight-inch pot. Um, if that doesn't easily fit the plant, then I would, you know, I, you wouldn't ha- you shouldn't have to go much more than a ten-inch. Okay, and they don't need a terribly deep pot, do they? I was going to no. say do use a deep pot. I've always found roots clear to the bottom. Mm-hmm of a deep yeah. pot rather than what we consider to be a shallow pot. The only reason that people say to use a shallow pot is you're usually wider at the base, and amaryllis can be a little top-heavy when yep. they're blooming, yep. and, and right. that gives them right. more stability. But I agree with Jim. A deeper <coughs> pot gives them more roots. All right. And I now we have to go. You guys have a great weekend. Okay, you thanks, too. Joe. All right, in, music indicates we have finished two hours of answering your questions. Thank you very much for listening. and. Thank you for participating. We appreciate that. Remember, as always, keep that shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. Remember, we'll be back next weekend to answer your questions. So save them up. Think of one. Make up one. And we'll try to answer it here when we get back here on the very same station, Legends 810.